0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back on the Macro Compass. As my mentor always said, Alf, rule number one as an investor is not to be stupid. And trust me, it's not an easy rule to respect. As a long term or a tactical macro investor, there are many emotional driven biases that are threatening to kill our performance. Think of recency bias being in love with the macro narrative, even when price action is clearly invalidating it, missizing positions, and so on and so forth. Over time, I learned the hard way by making plenty of mistakes. As a macro investor, respecting three main principles, in most cases, enough to actually avoid these stupid mistakes. And in this short piece, we will go through the most common mistakes and how to avoid them by respecting three simple principles. Before we start, uh, try to picture this. First month running money as a junior portfolio manager myself, and I want to pitch a trade idea to my senior colleagues. I really like this trade idea. And they go like, sure, I'll pitch it. No problem. So I have this adrenaline running high. I go through every piece of imaginable info and analysis which is necessary to back the trade. Finally, I have the pitch in writing. I send it over. And my to-be mentor walks to my desk and he goes like, "Alpha, are you stupid. I'm like, oh, you don't like the trade? And he's like, no, no, that doesn't matter. But you size the trade wrong and there is no stop loss in your proposition. So we are not going to trade. This was my baptism to institutional macro investing and my first lesson on how to avoid stupid mistakes Now, I met many more in my career, so let's talk about the three most common mistakes in long-term and tactical macro portfolio management and how to avoid them. The first one is don't put all your eggs in one macro basket. We all know about the power of diversification, right? I mean, Ray Dalio decades ago explained how the holy grail for every long-term investor should be to find return additive, yet not highly correlated assets to add to your portfolio. But in my experience, macro diversification is a much more nuanced subject. Now, to understand what I mean, it's easy to have a look at our the macro compass quadrant asset allocation model. Today, it's pointing to quadrant four, which is a quadrant which generally is very complicated for long only macro investors as nothing works. And if you take it at a face value, you'd be 100 percent in dollar cash. This would classify as a stupid macro mistake, in my opinion. And why is that? Because however sophisticated your models might be, you can never exactly predict the future. Macro investors instead have to assess all potential future outcomes in a probabilistic way. So let's make an example. Say the Fed really pivots and cuts rates by, whatever, 300 basis point in 2023. And as a result, we transition towards quadrant one in my ASTA allocation model. And to position for that, you buy dollar bond, euro bonds, uh, dollar tech stocks, EU growth stocks. Well, that's not a macro diversified portfolio at all because what you're doing is you're assigning a 100% probability to a macro-based case, and you're getting no exposure at all to other macro factors. Say if you're wrong and growth comes up strong or inflation becomes persistent, you have no exposure to the risk to these risk factors. You're effectively putting all your eggs in one macro-based case scenario basket. And that's a mistake. Instead, investors should think in probabilistic terms and try to add cheap positions that will actually deliver very convex asymmetrically positive returns if your base case does not realize so lesson number one don't put all your eggs in one macro base case basket rule number two uh, are you sure you're running five or ten positions in your book or is it really just one position after all let me give you an example again around march 2022 one of my top hedge fund clients reached out to discuss its portfolio ahead of Q2 this year. And his book could be kind of summarized by something along these lines. It was long Brazilian real. It was long a basket of industrial commodities, copper and so on and so forth. It was long natural gas. It was short to year treasuries. And plus he had some exotic trades in equity derivatives. When I looked at his book, I told him he was basically running one trade, and that's quite dangerous. Now, his macro narrative was that inflation was going to massively surprise on the upside, commodities were going to contribute and benefit from it, together with commodity exporters like Brazil, and that the Fed was going to be forced to raise rates to over 5% to fight inflation. With hindsight, that was brilliantly prescient, wasn't it? Yes, it was, but the problem was that as he was basically running four positions around the very same macro theme, so he was long Brazilian real, he was long copper, he was long natural gas, and he was short treasuries, what happened is that he suffered a material drawdown in June and July, and he was brutally stopped out, despite his main thesis effectively proving to be correct in the end. So one way to avoid this mistake of piling up five or 10 different trades and considering them as 10, but in reality being only one trade, is to ask yourself how much and to what macro risk factors is my aggregate book exposed to? And if the answer is all my trades make or lose money if XYZ happens, then maybe it's time to reassess your exposures. I find principal component analysis, PCA, very useful for that. It's a statistical technique that decomposes the data into principal components. Indeed, these components try to explain as much variance as possible in the book. They eliminate a lot of the noise around. They identify the main macro risk factors to which your portfolio is exposed. And yeah, PCA is a statistical analysis, can be relatively complex. It will be one of the features available to pro subscribers in the portfolio optimizer tool released in 2023. And if you can't do PCA because you find it too complex or for other reasons, again, it's good practice to ask yourself, do all my trades make or lose money if XYZ macro risk factor happens? Because if that's the case, then you might have 10 trades on your book, but in reality, you only have one big trade. The third lesson is do not proxy trade. Let's say you ran your macro models, you assessed probabilistic outcomes ahead, you then screened different asset classes, and you found good risk reward investments that give you a nicely weighted exposure to different macro risk factors. That's awesome. Now you're looking at implementation, and in particular, your analysis points to a short position in crude oil. It's part of your book. You want to be short crude. Okay. Then you go ahead and you put the short position on the XLE ETF, the energy ETF, because it's a very, very clear proxy expression of a short oil view. And then you're in November this year. And in November, crude oil was down 8% and the XLE ETF was up 1%. So your macro view was right, but you ended up getting exposure to your macro risk factor, short crude oil in this case, by a proxy, which was the XLE ETF. The 30-day rolling correlation broke down from 0.8 to 0.3, 0.4, and you literally lost money on a good macro view because you decided to proxy trade. Another good example of that, and the dangers of proxy investing and proxy trading, is the many people who called the massive 2022 inflationary spike right, and they had to suffer in their investment portfolio, even though they managed to get such a big call right, they still lost money. How? They called for inflation above 7% in 2022 and they ended up buying gold or Bitcoin for it. And it didn't work. So the point is, if your macro call is for higher inflation, pay fixed inflation swaps. If you can't because you don't have a mandate or you're not an institutional investor, then you have to look for proxies, but be as close as possible to your macro risk factor. Sell your nominal bonds, buy inflation-protected bonds. If you can't, yes, you'll have to buy commodities, but buy the ones with the tightest long-term correlation to inflation. And gold is a real rates play, not an inflation play. In general, try to avoid proxy trading, proxy investing as much as possible. Or as my mentor used to say, don't be stupid, Alf, don't proxy trade. Now, the conclusions of this piece is that macro investing is a tough cookie. Being successful is very complicated, but in my experience, simply avoiding stupid mistakes sets us up on a pretty decent path already. And those three principles to follow to avoid these mistakes are, don't put all your eggs in one macro base case basket. You cannot predict the future with 100% accuracy. Think in probabilistic terms, try to look for positions that will either benefit across macro scenarios, or that they will also deliver asymmetrically positive returns if your low probability scenario unfolds because they will require only a small risk exposure in your your portfolio. But if you're wrong on your base case macro scenario, you will have a trade to benefit from. B, you're really sure you're running 10 trades or is it only one trade after all? Having 10 trades in your book does not guarantee macro diversification. It's important to ask yourself What are the macro risk factors behind each position? And if the answer is all my position benefit or lose money if XYZ happens, then it's way too many positions linked to the same macro risk factor. And three, do not proxy trade or invest. If you want to be long bonds, be long bonds, not long utilities because they're considered the bond proxy. For example, in general, don't be... One of the many who succumbed to the sirens of proxy trading this was it for today guys reminder that from january 1st this content and much more will be behind the paywall on the macro compass platform and a warm thank you to the 2000 early birds who took advantage of the exclusive offer and did subscribe already they got an exclusive offer which will not be available anymore which which was the pay 8 get get 12 months offer now given the large amount of requests we have received we decided to extend one last time limited seats limited offer to our the macro compass readers it's not going to be as good as the pay 8 get get 12 months but until december the 10th the first 1000 subscribers counting from today will be able to get access to the TMC content for the entire 2023 by paying only nine months instead of 12. From December 11, guys, no early bird discounts anymore. Only the full prices will be applicable. So check out which subscription tier suits you the most and grab your last chance to be an early bird subscriber. The discount code is TMC2 and you have a link at the top of the article and at the bottom of the article uh, buttons called Join Now and Get Me In that will basically send you to the subscription page where you can check the many subscription tiers and apply this last early bird discount code. I will talk to you next week.